Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. G'day Jay, how are you going? I'm doing pretty good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're still referring to the calendar year at this stage. We're not even up to thinking about the Year of the Dragon yet. Nope. Uh, well, technically, it's not Year of the Dragon yet. So no, no, no. If, uh... That's why I'm not thinking about it yet. Okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> there um, we go. 2024. It's a new year. Not so new me. What about yourself? I'm feeling older than ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've had a little bit of time to recharge a little bit. Nothing that a bit more time to recharge won't fix. Mm-hmm. And getting excited by what we got already here and what's coming in 2024 in uh, in the world of Lego sets and very nice, stuff. very nice. How was your How was your Christmas? Did you Did you get any Lego? Did 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 the uh, did the presents rattle? Uh, I had two presents that rattled. Very nice. One was from 1978. Still in sealed box with wrapper, 376. That was the original Lego Town townhouse. Ooh, wow. Didn't you Uh, buy that yourself? For yourself? I (laughs) don't don't make this too complicated. The only Lego that I received for Christmas, I picked up myself on the grounds that I was more likely to find Lego that was going to be appealing for me than Anne was going to. And so when I said, I've picked these up, she said, Merry, Merry Christmas, <laughs> and I put them in the cupboard until Christmas. Excellent. That is, uh, that's, yeah, I think by, by that metric, I pretty much bought my Christmas present. I got my Christmas present way back in April. So, But look, uh, we're very fortunate in that um, by having a lot of new stuff to look at, there was no shortage of boxes around the house rattling around Christmas time anyway. I mean, for those of uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Christmas and December is actually like peak season for those of us in the business of reviewing Lego and talking about Lego. It does not feel like a holiday, I must say. That's what January's for. No, January does not feel like a holiday as well. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it it is nonstop, as they say. Yeah, I think it'll finish probably round about just in time for the next wave of sets to yeah. be sort but of it, dropping but, around but, mid-year. But, but I have to say, I have to say, it did feel very strange to not have a new modular on the 1st of Jan. I'm still I'm still struggling to come to terms with the new cycle, if it is a new cycle. Uh, I, I've, I'm developing some theories. They're only demented fan theories, so I have no evidence one way or the other to support them. But... Um, you know, there were a few sets that we'd thought were going to be coming out sooner, like June 2, for example, was delayed, and so the Ornithopter may have initially been thought to be coming out last year. I'm wondering if there were a few holes left in the November-December release schedule, and so the modular was brought forward. Or was it just that we had sets like Andrea's Modern Mansion that were appearing in the January release and that's really aiming for the modular audience as well and so perhaps it was felt to be prudent to just space those two things out 
by a couple of days or a couple of months or so. What do you think? I kind of like it that there isn't a big modular release because it allows some of the other some of the other sets to shine. So um, I think that's a good thing. And I think this year we've seen some. I think this has been one of the most amazing generally January waves and some of the most impressive January sets that we've seen yeah. for some time. It'll be good when they actually reach the shelves in Australia, but, uh, yeah. but there's certainly a very solid, some very solid waves with, um, particularly with friends knocking it out of the park again. Um, Lego city as well, um, doing their best to keep up with friends and even taking the approach of, if you can't beat them, join them, but more on yeah. that later. And space, space, the final frontier. Some more space. Plenty of space. Uh, it's going to be a big year for space. I've never seen so many. Um, I've never seen so many classic space moon logos spread out across all matter sets. Absolutely. I was going to say there's space everywhere apart from in my Lego room. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Should put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So this year we've got space sets appearing across all themes. While Lego City might be the First off the ramp, we've also got it appearing in Friends. We've got it appearing in Duplo, in Classic, in Dreams, and also coming up in March in Technic, which is going to be pretty exciting to just see. these. And these all appear to be inhabiting the same universe, as it were, the a lot of the larger sets and the Technic sets and some of one of the friend sets even, they've all got this reddish-orange um, coupling unit in common so that you can be bringing together your spacecraft and stations and habitats in a modular sort of a fashion. We've got aspects of a unified colour scheme. We've got similar aliens appearing in Friends and City and indeed printed on the side of a Duplo brick. Mm. And on the weekend I discovered the most... Exciting, terrifying, amazing fact. And that was when I was putting together the 60431 Space Explorer rover with Alien Life. And it's designed to take minifigures. Mini dolls. And mini dolls, yes. It's designed and it's designed to take not only minifigures, but also mini dolls. Yeah, so it's designed to sort of mix and match the passengers. If you've bought the Lego Friends set and you decide that you want to have a bit more of a space exploration experience, you can buy the $50 Rover and put your minifigures into it and send Olivia and her friends zooming around the surface of Mars um, in a vehicle that looks like it was designed just for them. That's that's uh that's very exciting. Except uh, it doesn't have the purple windscreen. Uh, it's an easy problem to fix. It is. It we is indeed. Fix, we can fix that in post. <laughs> indeed, we can. What are you looking forward to most in the world of space this year, Jay? I am looking forward to more nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I think we've um we've seen in the past few years that Lego is um now very very focused on tapping into nostalgia, tapping into the archive. Again, special shout out to uh, Tim Johnson's Lego Space Book, yep. which was uh, which was an excellent read. I thoroughly enjoyed um, just the archival 
bits of information in interviews, photos. Um, it was just yeah that 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 book was was pretty much just tailor made for someone like me. Um, and there's a deep appreciation of Lego's um, back catalog. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with space in that context. How do they make space appeal to um, you know those of us who grew up in the seventy, the late seventies, eighties, nineties, where you know we got front row seats to Legos, you know, many many space themes, sub themes, factions. Um, as we've seen with the Galaxy Explorer and mm. you know, to a lesser extent Castle and Pirates, I would love to see, um, yeah, I would love to see more space icons sets and not just not just nostalgic sets. Just to be very clear about that, um, you know, we've seen what Lego can do with you know that eighteen plus Lego icons when they go really complex, really technical with the with the builds. Mm. And designs, I would love to see a almost like neo space spacecraft. You know, just imagine yep. um, a a modern take on a spacecraft or a spaceship that's unencumbered by classic space Blacktron, Mtron. Just something completely new, something completely original. I'm excited to see that. I don't know. I don't know whether we'll see that, but We've seen some of that with Technic. Like if you look at the um, vertical takeoff, mm. uh, yeah, the, the 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 VTOL ship. That is what I'm like. That is what I'm excited. That is a modern like, you know, it's it it it's not referencing something uh, historical. There's there's a NASA tie into that somewhat, but it's just a modern spaceship. Mm. And that's that. That to me is exciting. So if look they can up. do it for Technic, I want to see it done for like icons. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I mean, certainly the ships that they've released in City, I found very appealing, and they've they've got a lot of that feel of yeah. When I'm talking classic space, I'm actually talking vintage space themes. Um, you know, they're just the right size to put in your hand and swoosh around the backyard or in around the living room. Yep, they are just such a lot of fun to mm. such a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, and I'm looking to. I'm. Um, I'm. I'm also looking forward to more storytelling around space, and this kind of goes back to the to the playset. So hearing that you know that 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 nugget of information about um, friends, uh, and like the mini dolls being compatible with the city sets, that is very interesting. Um, because you know we already have animated shorts. We already have um, a TV series with friends that they're using to, you know, tell the story of Lego friends. Um, I think with Lego City, there's a um, like a web short version mm. where you can see more of the city. Um, so I'm 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 looking forward to see a bit more of that storytelling and also the storytelling that emerges through the sets. Um, I won't spoil it for anyone, but the Lego Friends Mars base, the one with Olivia as an astronaut in space that has some of the best inset storytelling mm. that I've ever seen in a set. Like it's actually quite disturbing, like what Olivia finds on the surface of Mars in the form. And, and, and the story is told via um, 
like stickers and some references kind of snuck into the set. Mm. Um, it's very, I've... very, very disturbing. She finds like an alien face and an alien statue on the surface of Mars. There are also those cute aliens as well. Um, but yeah, there's, 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 there's some really like, wow, okay, this is, uh, it's very, I mean, the cat is Jones. Okay, you know, I was going to say the cat is Jones. Any, yeah. any science fiction story where the cat is named Jones is not going to end well for the majority of the humans involved. No, it doesn't. It does not end well. There's a, there's a, there's a hint of, I mean, it's mysterious, but there's also a very subtle hint of danger because, you know, it's, it's friends, you know, it's supposed to be light and cheery and bright. And you have Olivia here on Mar on the surface of Mars, finding traces of alien civilization. Like one sticker in particular is very creepy. Like she finds like a half buried face in the Martian soil. You did say you um, weren't going to spoil this, Jay. Well, I did, I did now. So um, that, 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 that was the warning. So I now need to ask... Which form of Martian was it? Was it the life on Mars, happy turtle-headed Martian, or was it the Mars mission, slightly more aggressive, trying to destroy the world Martian? Oh, um, you'll have to you'll have to find out. You'll have to uh, we'll have to find out. Like it, it is not clear at all. It is a um, it's a weird-looking face. It's not a minifigure face. It's not a Martian face. But yes, there is there is life on Mars, and I'm not sure if it's friendly oh now now i'm feeling even more upset because every attempt that i've made to pick this set up has been foiled by the fact that it hasn't arrived in the shops locally yet but yeah uh like you said any um any set with a aliens reference is uh not good news um so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see how they tell how they tell this story um and it seems that we have this um common thread across multiple themes from dreams to city to friends to technique mm. and yeah that's um it's it is kind of exciting um yeah i i'm intrigued to see if what they do with icons whether it and when i'm talking about icons yes we're talking about the 18 plus building theme the adult uh, sort of for adults do you think they'd look at going that one and a half times scale like they did with the old Galaxy Explorer. Did that just feel like it was too big to swoosh around comfortably to you? Uh, y- yes, yes and no. Yes and no. Uh, I think it depends It depends on the scale that you're used to when it comes to minifigure playsets. And that's something that icons kind of, you know, they kind of, they kind of break some of the rules when it comes to what minifigure scale is because just because there's a minifigure in it doesn't mean it's minifigure scale. So, yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed, Mini- and minifigure scale is certainly not as immediately translatable as HO scale for model trains or something. As far as up down being the same as the left right kind of scale, yeah. exactly. And that's all right. Um, I am. I'm also looking forward to this year. Um, and it might be a bit too early to say uh, for sure, but it looks like, again, it's it's still too early to say, but it looks like there's a lot more focus on the mid-range sets. Um, and if you look at the, mm. if you look at the creator tree in one January launch, a lot of the really interesting sets in that wave 
are in the mid-range um, from the camera to the ukulele to the like peacock they're all you know they're all smallish sets mm. uh, very accessible they're they're all sort of in that sort of 30 to 40 dollar australian mm. ballpark which sort of makes them about 20 dollars us yep um i i still think of those almost as being small sets and the, then the 10 dollar sets being the very small sets yeah um but we've, we've certainly that's been a really interesting trend there this year as well because in the past, perhaps half of the Creator three and one sets have been designed to be minifigure scale, mm-hmm. um, be they having an adventure in a boat at the beach, um, in a combi van, or um, building a house. And this year we don't have any sets that come with a minifigure, and the only set that is. In Prince, in theory, minifigure compatible is the um, astronaut. The astronaut in whom you can cunningly tuck away a minifigure as a sort of pseudo mech pilot. So, so I think that's that's also an interesting thing. There seems to be much stronger color banding in a lot of these sets. So we're seeing a lot of sets where useful grey parts in the vintage camera. Yellow parts, we can debate their usefulness in the um, watering can, gumboot flowers set, sort of the mint aqua in the roller skate, and indeed also in the ukulele. Mm-hmm. Just expanding the parts palette in those colours significantly. It just seems like they are less afraid of using colour, which is very welcome. I, I agree on one level, and on another level, as someone who's currently trying to build a model out of predominantly blue, red, and yellow, um, I'm having a lot of trouble finding parts. <laughs> <laughs> you need to buy more of the uh, 2023, uh, 2024 sets. Sounds like it. But but I only want blue, red, and yellow. I don't want azure. I don't want mint. I don't want pink. I just want strong primaries, which Lego have really sort of been starting to abandon in recent years. Well, the classic sets will... Uh... We'll fix you up for those. I think those are still fairly. Uh, they 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 come with like ten, twenty, thirty colors in. Okay, all always right. So awkward, buy, always buy awkward sets. when you've got a three hundred piece set and you've got thirty colors in it. All right, just buy sets from the from the eighties. Then problem solved. Problem solved. Yeah, or certainly from the two thousand and nine two thousands. Um, you certainly had a bit of a. You didn't have the bright oranges and the azures taking the place of the yellow and the blues. No, but I digress. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be an interesting year. Um, just because I think a lot of people are expecting this year to not be the best, you know, economically. Yeah. But which is which is funny because like the economy seems like it's doing pretty well. Well, the Australian economy seems to be. I haven't really got my head around the rest of the world, but I think we've seen more sets introduced in that lower price bracket this year as well compared to last year. Um, I say that and then you have um, you still have weird exceptions to the rule like the <laughs> X-Men Jet which is like the Hoopty 2.0 but with Rogue with a Rogue minifigure. You say that and then yeah they do stuff like that so I, yeah, don't, but- I don't know. 
but um, both of those are existing in the Marvel license space and whether there's something weird going on there as well that we don't quite understand. Yeah. But I think we're not... And, and and you have like ideas like the recently revealed family tree, which mm. comes out in February. Like it's a it's an interesting ish concept. Um, it's it's like one of those like like ornamental trees that you kind of put for like hang for the photos. Family. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's a I'm not sure if that was ever a thing. Um, it's very it's a very Asian thing. I feel. I don't think it's a it's a it's a particularly Western thing. This this was a one of the ideas projects that was really designed in combination <laughs> with in cooperation with Target in the US, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like the Viking Village was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that will be interesting. I think it's you know even if you're looking for a good organic build, it's going to be quite interesting from the piece point of view. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, but the price for that is like pretty like wacky. It's the same price as insects, um, which is you know when you put them side by side, you go, huh, okay, not seeing the uh, not seeing the value there. Like the target piece is also well, target in the US. Um, mm. That you know that piece itself is um, quite interesting because I thought the Viking Village was really good value for what you got. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, and then this happened. So I'm kind of, yeah. Actually, like, average out across the year, across the years. Yeah, I guess so. But it's still, yeah, it's still, that one seems a bit oddly priced. Let's just put it that way. So yeah. I don't know. Those, those, might be, those might be exceptions to the rule. I hope they are. Well, I, I suppose what, what I see compared to last year, we're seeing a few more inexpensive sets we've talked about creator mm-hmm. but also if you're looking in city and dreams dreams has introduced a whole lot of less expensive sets in a price point that just didn't exist last year mm-hmm. um but even even city and the like a lot of those sets have been have had a couple of dollars trimmed off their cost and perhaps they've got a little bit less tucked away inside but um they're still coming across as being very reasonable builds. And you look at um, the Interstellar Spaceship and Asteroid set in City, and they both offer fantastic play value for uh, 20 US dollars, 30 Australian. Um, and I think you'd be you'd have been looking to be paying something significantly more for those sorts of sets last year. I think you're probably, you know, probably paying about 10% less than we might have been doing. Yeah, I don't know. I have... Um... As a as as a consumer, as someone who who you know still enjoys spending spending a lot of my money on Lego, it feels like whiplash. I I don't know. Like I'm still I still haven't wrapped my head around like just the pricing structure yet for twenty four. Mm. Some of it is seems good. Some of it is bad, and yeah, it's 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 kind of all over the place. And I think that until we until like the economy and like the world. Just, just like calms down, and just we get, we get a, we had a good run of nothing, like you know, too crazy happening in, in the world. I might feel a bit more assured, but right now it's just like I have no idea at this stage. I have no idea. Yeah, no, that that's that's fair. I mean, we we do see a bit of crazy. Um, I suppose when you look at 
last year we had the exam the example of the Natural History Museum and the tiny plants all being released at the same time and mm-hmm. the tiny plants were about twenty dollars more ex- Australian more expensive purchase than when you looked at exchange rates compared to the rest of the world but then mm-hmm. you looked at the Natural History Museum and that came in about twenty five dollars cheaper than mm-hmm. the rest of the world so it's um, yeah, there are some swings and roundabouts and perhaps the company are doing their best to try and maximize their return um, yeah well, I think the Australian, like again, like the Australian, the Australian dollar is also, you know, going up and down. Like mm. there's no, it's de- de- depending on when you like look at the prices, and again, like looking at just the US pricing itself is, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure how useful of an exercise that is, but again, that fluctuates up and down as well. Look, historically, you looked at the US pricing for most lego sets and it mm-hmm. was about 20 percent cheaper than the australian than the australian price and mm-hmm. these days it's much much closer it's we're much more in line with with for the majority of sets um and there are some that are cheaper in one market and more expensive in the other and it goes both ways as far as whether they're cheaper here or there but on the whole most sets are far closer to the US price when you do the conversion on the Australian price than it was 10 years ago. You know, those mm, were days yeah. where where you could travel to North America, buy $500 worth of Lego sets, buy $300 worth of luggage and still be ahead on what you'd have <laughs> spent if you'd gone shopping for it in Australia. Yeah, not anymore. Those the, only days are was, the only problem was the airline ticket. Yeah. These days yeah. it's cheaper to buy it at home. Yep. Which is good because it means you don't need to take up all that valuable suitcase space. Yeah, I remember. Oh, I remember the good old days when uh, just luggage allowance. Yeah, I remember the good old days when you could order like online from the US. Um, there was that one particular period in time where I think the dollar was at parity. Yep, and that was that was that was great. Shopping online was amazing at that time. It was it was just insane. But I think. Barnes and Noble used to ship. I think Amazon used to ship from like Amazon US at one point as well. Mm. Um, yeah, Brick Bricklink was great. It was like you almost felt like you were robbing these poor Americans at one point. Yeah, look, and you still do find that there are you can still get sets from the states that are oh, yeah, yeah. less expensive, and that's as much because they have a slightly different clearance policy than a lot of our dealers do here. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I can see why they're able to do that. But yeah, it's just uh I think we'll just have to wait to see yeah, what twenty twenty four looks like. I'm mm. I'm predicting because again, like a like a lot of the decisions with the portfolio in twenty four were made in twenty two. And yep. I think when people were, you know, kinda of looking at the you know, if 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 you were in twenty twenty two and that was when I think inflation was starting to tick up really aggressively, especially towards the end of 22. Yep. Interest rates were starting to, you know, accelerate um, at the time. People were predicting like, oh, 23, it's going to, you know, we, it's going to be a recession end of the year, yada, yada, yada. It was, it was a very uncertain times. And I think, and, and I, and I think that, you know, Lego were, you know, probably looking and again, if you rewind to 2022, at the mm. time, a lot of fans were complaining about 
the size and the price and how Lego would just, you know, that was a year when like Lego was just release, releasing things. It was just, it was an all out assault. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was. And yeah, so I feel like that was a big signal to, to Lego as well, even from like, like their biggest fans and their most hardcore customers that they needed to kind of slow down and pump the brakes a little with sets. So mm. that's why we're seeing a lot of smaller, more accessible sets. Yeah, at, le- at least for the first half of this year. So I think, yeah. you know, yeah, like Le- Lego are quite conservative. So I think looking at the, you know, trying to read the tea leaves in 22, they were expecting that the the, the shape of the economy would, you know, w- w- would not be as good. And if you, <laughs> if, if you read between the lines about Lego's kind of like stagnating, financial results they're stagnating revenue um they kind of saw this coming as well so they were i guess keen to just taper off and just kind of slow things down because yeah Mm. yeah no for sure sure so i would say i think i think it's looking like it's going to be a bit more positively priced i think we'll find more scampi affordable for a consumer or at least you'll be able to get more boxes for your dollar whether you'll get more in the boxes or not but then at the same time we then see these seeing you know a dramatic left shift at the start of the year with the introduction of this massive friends mansion where we've got all of the og lego friends returning you know andrea's mansion and that looks like it's just a huge crazy set it's as good as a modular except decidedly more colorful and a little bit more contemporary in its design i've only been able to see what people have thought about it in their reviews but what and of course yours is one of those jay what what was your feeling on that set i think if you look at the if you look across the portfolio friends is the one theme that is currently innovating the hardest and taking the most risks and they're trying to i think in a lot of ways they're trying to challenge what people think of when they think lego friends and i think to a certain extent they are doing a really good job of that and the modern mansion in, in itself so this is a it's almost like a pilot almost like an experiment from friends Mm. to see if they can push into the cohort of builders who want something challenging that's architecturally like unique because there is nothing that that if you look across anything lego have done there's nothing that looks like this um at this scale and at this size you know modulars are very they've got a decidedly very american kind of like dense metro street vibe to them yep um this one is just you know this is a modern architecturally distinct mansion um it's got it's got it's got crazy like one of the best uses of color like there's a lot of color for a friend mm-hmm. set which is what you expect but the colors are all you know it's 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 a master class in um like color theory and just the use of colors the use of transparent elements the use of those elements against like opaque elements it's 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 just mm-hmm. beautiful i think Historically, with a friend set, and I'm probably talking more in the pre-2022, before the new reboot, mm-hmm. historically, Friends was, this is the central character of the set. Here is, and that in itself would define the color palette for the set. Mm. 
Yep. And that's just gone out the window this last couple of years. Uh, it was yep. probably started in twenty in 22, but it's just gone right out the window now. Like if you enjoy colour um, and if you enjoy like modern architecture, this is, this is great. Um, like from the outside, the facade gives off a very undecidedly friends look, but there's still that friends DNA. Mm. There's a rainbow, but it's not quite a rainbow. It's a gradient of sunset colors. That's the predominant color scheme. It's got interesting curves and, uh, and straight lines. And yeah, it looks great. I put it next to the modular history museum and that really just demonstrates just how progressive and just how innovative this like the design looks. But then from the back and in the inside is it, it is a classic friend set. It's got living spaces. It's got um, you know lots of fun things to do, lots of interiors. Yeah, just what you expect from a kind of like a friend's dollhouse type set. Mm. And you know it's great to see. Andrea, you know, just killing it at the moment as a pop star. You get an insight of what it's like, you know, to see that she's made it in such a in such a great way, and mm. you know, she's celebrating with some of her um, OG friends. So, for example, this is a this is the first time that all five original friends, um, you know, appear as mini dolls in a set together. That's a that's a retail set. There was a there was a there's the employee gift that that came out in 2022. They were all of them were in there, but yeah, this is the first time we've seen all of them in one set together as adults. How has that taken that long? Um, that is a very good question. I don't know. It feels I, yeah. I, I'd have I'd have thought. Part of me just presumed that you know I, I'll often use the term grandma set. They're the Lego sets that kids get bought by their grandma because they're just a little bit more expensive than their parents are happy to pay, mm-hmm. and I'd always just presumed that some of those top-end friend sets had all of the principal characters in, but um, apparently not. So for, for, so for the longest time, and as someone who has been following and a big fan of LEGO Friends since day one, for the longest time, the, dense, like the mini doll density has always been a... Um, <clears throat> has always been one of the primary weakness of lego friend sets like you would always get these you know even like big biggish sets as well but you'd you'd get like maybe like three or four mini dolls in them yeah it's not been like um lego city when you go for the big set and you get the helicopter and the bus and the truck and the house and the bank robber and several animals and that's starting to change like we're seeing a lot more mini dolls in sets at -hmm. least you know, comparatively to, um, yeah, to, to, to other sets. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird that it hasn't happened before and it's taken this long. But, again, this goes back to, to what I said earlier about friends being unafraid to take risks and yeah. do things that have not been very typical of the Lego Friends theme um, previously. So, mm. yeah, so this is, yeah, this is, I think, a very interesting experiment. Again, this is the... This is the first time that we've had a friend set that is a D2C. So it's only going to be available yep. exclusively from lego.com or at Lego stores or Lego certified stores. Yep. You know, it might be a timed exclusive. Yeah, um, I mean, most, most sets have been, not all of them in recent years, but um, 
you'd expect that perhaps in six months they might become it might become available elsewhere. Yeah, so I think that's a that's that 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 in itself is a bit of a hard sell because I'm used to brand sets when they go on sale because they reliably go on mm. sale. People, like even places like Kmart or Big W. Yep. Um, you almost always get sets 30 at least 30 percent off at least 30 percent off um mm. same same with lego city so it's it's a very expensive set and i think the lack of that retailer discount does mm. kind of like the price is is a is, is a big adjustment um not yeah. because i don't think it's worth it but because i'm so used to discounted price for friend sets because they all almost always go on sale yeah, no, and so having the DTCs in that in that space, it just does leave you a bit uncertain as to what's going to happen. Yep, going like forward. at at twenty thirty percent off, a hundred percent. This is a like that's a no brainer. Um, you know, people who might not want the you know who might not want to pay for you know the set itself, but want to collect like say like the mini dolls, you can still um, yeah, you can still pick up the set and you know if you don't like mini dolls you can just resell them indeed indeed so Um, it is a it is yeah it's 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 a really good build a really good design something you you're not you're not going to get from any other like theme like yeah i think lego city could maybe put up a put up a fight if they if they if they do focus a bit more on like residential um designs yeah. We, we also have like the Lego Twilight set, which is a another example of modern architecture, which mm. um, you know might scratch that itch. But yeah, if you look at across Lego's offerings, you're not going to see um, a set like this. And if you enjoy colors, it's a mm. it's a lot of fun. Well, I, th- I think Wes Talbot's been one of the um, designers that's been quite heavily involved in, with the design of this set, and certainly. Yep widely regarded as one of the designers that has an amazing sense of colour and um, uh, he he was responsible in part for the look and feel of Lego Elves with that particular colour range. and um, Rivendell, the colours in Rivendell as well. Mm. It's great for friends, like long-time friends, fans as well, who might be a a bit older and who, again, like who want a more challenging build and Mm. definitely scratches that itch. Yeah, no, and um, we've sort of seen friends going into that trend last year with the arrival of the Botanic Garden, and I'm just I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens going forward as far as older material for friends fans. We've been seeing this gradual increase or this availability of sets that don't necessarily look like traditional friend sets. And that's okay because yeah. they're not being bought by traditional friends audiences. No, I think there is a again, and this 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 goes to the you know one of the main changes with friends mm. and I guess Lego's marketing as a whole in, is that they are looking to not market too heavily based on gender. So friends definitely feels a lot more gender neutral and a lot more mm. approachable now. Um, and in many ways, I think it's it's you know it's it's becoming or it's transforming into the modern Lego town. But again, it 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 has always been the modern Lego town. Mm. So yeah, again, I have to say congratulations. Someone had a anniversary 
Oh, yes. So, I've, well, it's coming up. It's coming up technically. Coming up. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. No, it depends which anniversary we're talking about. Yes. No, I beg your pardon. Yes, I had a wedding anniversary at the end you of... You had a wedding anniversary, Richard. That yeah. anniversary, yes, at the end of December. Um, it's one of the great things about getting married a couple of days after Christmas. Very close to Christmas. Very, yes. very convenient. Very convenient um, anniversary time. Well, we thought it was going to be and, you know... Tightwad me back in back in my mid twenties thought, get married near Christmas, just after Christmas, go and get a present at the Boxing Day sales. <laughs> that didn't work. No, <laughs> I am. Um, if I, I I don't necessarily recommend it. Our main, ultimately, the main reason was that when we were booking our dates, it was already a year in advance, and we didn't want the calendar to tick over another year before we actually got married. Um. But, yes, so we celebrated our anniversary, as we occasionally do, by building a Lego set together, and we uh, put together the new bouquet of roses, which was, look, it was a lovely build. It was, gave us lots of, and looks good in a vase on our colours in red, um, on our buffet. It looks very realistic. I'll give them that. It does. You sort of need to look at it twice. And even when you, particularly when you compare it to the, there was a smaller roses set that was a Lego store exclusive a year or two ago. And you take those roses, they don't necessarily represent, you know, you you wouldn't be able to, weren't able to buy a dozen of those for $100 and um, put it together. So I think this set, they look fantastic. They, they look, Look the part. We've got some crazy parts usage. I particularly love the recolouring of the whip in red to give you that look of the petals sort of that are unfurling in the middle of the flower. Um, yeah, and it was a great thing to put together and uh, lovely, lovely little way to spend a couple of hours with Anne. Not a couple of hours. We stretched out for a couple of hours. Very cool. I think it's um, it's definitely one of the most realistic-looking Botanicals, mm. I would say the dried flowers one looked pretty kind of you know realistic as well. And mm. I think if you look at the bird of paradise, does a really good job of looking kind of like the real thing. But the roses just you know they've done they've done a really like really tremendous job making it look like the real yes. thing. And I think in some ways it's actually actually far far superior than the real thing as well because you don't have to water them and they don't die in a week. Mm. And indeed, they're uh, on the whole probably slightly cheaper than than the real thing. Particularly if you're looking at getting them delivered. If you're looking at uh, a dozen long stemmed roses, they they cost a bit over a hundred Australian dollars. And mm. um, and uh, at, at Valentine's Day, Lego is not going to jack up the price of these uh, these sets. No, yeah. no, no. They'll, they'll they'll sort of remain about the same price, and that'll make it appear to be even better value than. Um, than the cut flowers themselves. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I think for like, for me, what I didn't like about the set is that it, it didn't do what I particularly enjoy about the botanicals, which is unexpected, delightful parts usage throughout the build. Yeah. Look, I thought there was, there was a bit of it, but I think ultimately it's three flowers. That you're building four of. That you're building multiple of, yeah, absolutely. So 
and and a little bit of the sort of the white baby's breath as well. So you don't have the same varieties you do say with well, tiny plants because you've only got three plants rather mm-hmm. than nine to build. So it I can understand why it feels unsatisfying from that point of view. But that's but that's what I enjoy about the botanicals more than like anything yeah. else. I don't I don't necessarily buy them to display them or but and I don't, you know, appreciate them because they try to look like the real thing. I like them because they, you know, it's a it's some of the most fun like building that I get to enjoy in a fairly inexpensive set and you get some really, you know, kind of crazy parts usage, recolors. Mm-hmm. Interesting use of elements like the forest man hats, pirate hats, in the wildflower bouquet, and so on and so forth. And yeah, that's yeah. You, you don't you don't you don't quite get that with the roses. So I yeah, you, you you certainly don't quite get that with the roses. I think you still get the overall look and feel. Oh yeah, I aesthetically it's gorgeous. They make great display. It's a it's a great set to put in a vase. But yeah. Just not, just not, just not what I enjoy about botanicals. Well, it may be that it's not for you, Jay. It is, it is not for me, and I don't, I don't, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not rose, like we're not roses type of, yeah, it's not. But it's, it's also as much, um, you know, the, the target for this is people who aren't routinely buying Lego flowers. Yeah. yeah. Now, people who are buying Lego flowers, they'll buy it anyway. People who aren't buying Lego flowers might buy them up on at least one occasion before then buying another. Lego yeah. set and another Lego set. It's really just a gate. I won't say just a gateway drug, but it's a gateway drug. It is. It is. And look, roses can be. I mean, depending on um, depending on your personal and individual preferences, roses can be quite. They're a risky flower to buy because they're fairly. You know, it's the. It's, they're fairly basic, fairly yeah. cliche, and some people don't like that. Some people go, oh, roses, roses are so boring. You know, it's, it's yeah. just roses. Um, but, but I don't think you will. Um, I don't think you'll lose any points for originality by getting roses that you can build yourself. That's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Unless you've already had three Lego based flower date, Lego flower based dates, in which case <laughs> you might be on the verge of becoming a little bit yeah. typecast and predictable. Yeah, but what I am interested in doing, and this uh, some someone someone a few people commented on my review. What I am interested in doing is, and I've been waiting and kind of circling uh, bricks and pieces, mm-hmm. brick online. I am interested in making like black versions of these, which I think will look really cool. Mm. Next to yeah. The parts you, you you can't quite order the parts yet. I think it's 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 taking some time for it's taking some time for some of the newer parts to get back in stock or be yep. able to order. But they all exist in black, so I think it's gonna look quite cool. Yeah, color swapped to become black roses, but that's just me. Yeah, you know, I can see that it, it could well it could well. We like mm. the Lego flowers in our household because we're very good at killing freshly <laughs> cut flowers and um, find that they just involve a little bit too much work to keep them looking half good before they die and make a mess all over the bench when the <laughs> petals fall off. So mm. you know, happy with the red as it is. It does have its limitations just due to yeah. the repetitive nature. There are some 
pieces in there you don't necessarily expect, like some one of the Ninjago shell elements. Mm. But uh, yeah, on the whole, I think it's it's bodes for it's an interesting build, and mm. um, say so it's a good entry point, and not necessarily a set that you'd get great joy out of building on your own. But it's meant to be built for you know in uh yeah just together. Yeah, yeah. So say, I think I think that's, that's part of the point of the repetition. It's to give yeah. everyone a go. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you could do it on a double date as well. You could do it on a double date, yeah. Or uh, yeah, just build it with your family. Absolutely, all good options. Now we're coming up to the end of or the middle of January, which means that we must be coming up to our local major event as well, Jay. Hmm. Brickvention. It's next week as we uh. To be record, so you might mm. be listening to this on the week of prevention or the week after. Not a hundred percent sure, but we will try for. I'm the- hoping that you'd be listening to this on your way down, particularly if you're driving from interstate to um, or flying in from overseas to attend the yeah. event. We'd we'd like to imagine that you've um that that you that you're feeling seen. We see you. We look forward to seeing you when you get to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um. It's once again. It's in the Royal Exhibition Buildings in Carlton. Um, it's a, just on the edge of Melbourne CBD in the fantastic heritage listed Royal Exhibition Buildings, um, dating back from the eighteen eighties. And yeah, we're starting to see a few sneak peeks of people's works. And I'll have to admit, I might still just be um, working on mine, and probably will be until about six hours after I've bumped in. Oh, nice. yeah! But it's uh, excited for the event this year. It's yeah, just another year going forward, and uh, just it's probably now that we've sort of got borders open, we're probably looking at having a lot more people travelling from overseas than we may have done previously. Hmm. I'm um, looking forward to it. Like Prevention uh, is a, it's a, it's one, it's one of those great Lego shows. And you're almost you're 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 almost always gonna have a great time. There's, it goes without saying. There's 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 some really great designs. You know, I think Australia punches above um, our own weight when it comes to mocks and builders and just interest in Lego in general. Mm. And this is yeah, this is one of the big events in Australia, and it's the one that you know people really make a point of. Um, you know displaying it so yeah you get you get you get like the best of the best in in one show which is great it's got a great venue in the heart of um yeah in the heart of melbourne in a unesco world heritage building again we we kind of take that for granted because it happens like every year but you know after going to like other lego conventions and and these are like pretty big shows like scareback as well which is like you know you know in a what's it like a like a like Ball? A couple of basketball gyms. Yeah, basketball gyms. Like, does not have the magic of the um, Royal Exhibition Building in Melbourne. But it does have the cabins on site. Yeah, it does have cabins. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Swings and like, roundabouts. Yeah. And, and again, like, really looking forward to catching up with people, especially those that I've not seen since, like, last prevention or have not seen in a while. So, it's always a... You're always going to bump into a ton of people at Brickvention, which is, mm. you know, which is which is which is which is my favorite part. So, so please say hello if you um, come across myself and and or Richard 
come say hello, Richard is displaying. Yep, come say hello. Um, we might even have merch. I'm not sure if we will, but we'll try and have some merch. We will try. We will try. And if you're there for the convention day, then Jay and I have got a panel in the afternoon. Where on the main stage. On the main we have to stage. ramble on stage. You get to ramble on stage. It's going to be fun. I don't mind rambling. Yeah. It's okay. Brickvention's always got a bit of a special spot for me because um, it was 2009 that we went along to Brickvention with a discounted ticket voucher out of the Australian Lego Club magazine. Oh, wow. And Shout out to the Australian Lego Club magazine. Yeah, the now defunct Australian Lego Club magazine. And um, this this was the day, and I can still tell you it was the 25th of January 2009, that I discovered that there was such a thing as an AFOL. I'd not realised that that was such a thing. It had not occurred to me at the time that you might look up Lego stuff online because at this stage I was just still playing with Lego with my kids. And uh, so just seeing what people did pursuing their passions with the brick, um, the types of things that people were building, did a few things. It inspired me to go off and have a look at these other things. It inspired me to, um, well, it, it gave me permission to go out shopping for myself. Um, rather and, you're, than, and, and you're here now. And, and 15 years later, I'm still playing with little plastic bricks of Danish origin. You have a podcast about Lego and a blog. Yeah. Check it out. Extra Pieces Pod. Oh, you're already here. Um, <laughs> so looking forward to catching up with people there. If you've got anything that you'd like to hear us talk about on stage, um, if you're going to be there, send us a note. We'll make a point of addressing that. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good. Mm. I, I've got a good feeling about if it. If I can uh, get my mock together in time, I'll be feeling pretty excited about it as well. There are a few that I've been seeing sneak pictures of during the course of the year, and I'm Ooh. really excited to see how they turn up in real life. It's always exciting to see what Dale Harris has brought along, and we know that he's been working on a tribute to the old, the original Yellow Castle this year. Um, so it's always mm. exciting to see how how he um, puts his own special twist onto designs of these sorts of things, um, and. Uh, Teflon Todd from South Australia, he's done this fantastic MCU museum that we've been seeing bits and pieces of on Instagram, and I can't wait to have a look at that one in real life as well. And that's I'm sure there's lots of other stuff that I just haven't quite registered as being stuff that's going to be there yet. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of Lord of the Rings now that, you know, Rivendell is back. Mm. It's, you know, given Lord of the Rings fans, Lego Lord of the Rings fans yep. a shot in the arm. I'm looking forward to yeah, just seeing what yeah, just yeah, seeing what people do with that. And I now realise that sort of as the year goes by, I'll be intrigued to see what people do with space stuff it's and called, space and space. I mean, there's, there's always, always good there's space, always good yes. space. Um, and, and but pretty well everything that's there will have been committed <clears throat> to before the new space sets were unveiled. But I think it will be interesting to see what people do with those sets over mm -hmm. the next 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. Yeah, but I digress. Mm -hmm. Very mm. cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think we're sort of starting to run out of time. There we go. There we well, go. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us um, for this episode of The Extra Pieces. We'll look forward to catching up with anyone at Brickvention who's going to be at Brickvention. And 
We love getting your mail and feedback. If you've got anything that you want to ask about to discuss or talk about, feel free to drop us a line um, at Extra Pieces Pod um, on socials or Extra Pieces Pod at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. And I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. And these are some extra pieces. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones. The show is written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones with audio engineering by Frederick French Pounce. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please consider giving us a solid five-star review so that others can find us and share the joy. Some sets discussed on the Extra Pieces podcast are provided by the LEGO Group for review purposes, but all opinions are our own. <laughs>